Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 234. John and Wendy, welcome back. Christy Engler. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How's it going, John? Wendy, I'm well. Happy yep. September. Happy September. Uh, yeah, it's September. Hey. It, it is <laughs> September, and we are excited to once again welcome back our pals at Namely, Yay. who are sponsoring the entire month. Love it. We just had them in August. It's great to have a repeat performance. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows how we feel about Namely. <laughs> we love them. Um, love working with them. And I'm excited, John, because I actually get to be a user of Namely now. I'm super pumped about that. <laughs> For those of you that have not listened to previous episodes, Wendy yep. has started a new job. And yep. part of that is that her new employer utilizes our lovely sponsor. So we are very excited that we have an end user who can talk yes. to the great experience. We already knew it was great. We knew it was great. I, I knew it would be. I knew it would be, but you know, super pumped to uh, to be able to see this side of this side of Namely. It is September, Wendy, mm -hmm. with new jobs and new seasons. Yep. It's a new school year. I know. It's crazy. You're an empty nester now, right? <laughs> we are, however, technically. <laughs> Daniel is starting his sophomore year at wow. Bright Point, which was John Tyler Community okay. College. He's not a fan of the new name. It's to be a Bright Point to the future or something like that. It sounds like they oh, spent a lot of money wow. on marketing to. I think to they get did. <laughs> but he's starting his sophomore year in engineering awesome. there, and is looking forward to getting through the entire year and then transferring to four-year school of his choice. But is Wonderful. doing well there. And then Heidi is starting her 10th year at the Veritas School wow. as the K through 5 music teacher. It was pretty amazing. Awesome. You know, our sons went there and we've now figured out we've been a family around that program since 2005. Wow. <laughs> Which is crazy. So I do have back to school going on. It's not me. Thankfully, <laughs> I'm not going back to school anytime soon. I do have one one back going to school and my wife, of course, going yeah. back to the classroom. You, however, though, do have... I Everyone else in my... Students. Well, everyone else <laughs> everyone in my else, everyone's going to is school, back to you. school. Yeah. Uh, SDSU had their uh, move-in day was last Friday. So Rocky is back on campus. And then uh, Maggie starts her junior year. Tonight we have orientation for them. And uh, so she'll be a junior starting on Wednesday. And uh, Jessica starts middle school, sixth grade. We had her orientation um, this afternoon. And uh, it is just really bizarre to think about having a, a junior and a middle schooler so we're, we're getting closer. We're starting to have the conversations about where does she want to go to school? What does she want to look at? Where are we going to go visit? Just so she can get a chance to see things. Uh, I did laugh, though, because she said that her two most important things and what she's looking for at school is a great orchestra and a theater department. Um, so that pretty much takes the South Dakota schools out. <laughs> <laughs> They usually have one or the other. They Very few uh, in South Dakota have both. So uh, we will likely be looking out of state for her um, or getting her generals done locally and then go out of state. So we'll we'll see what she wants to do, what that looks like. We've got we've got another year before we have to, she, not we, she has to make some of those decisions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, you just stroke the check, but she's. Right. Yeah, we'll be we'll be doing that. But we've got her um, and she is hoping to get a job at the local movie theater this fall. So she'll have a part time job and keep herself busy with that. Got to pay for the gas somehow. <laughs> 
Well, exciting times all around. Yeah. And we wish all of you that are listeners, either those that have yeah. students going back, those of you that are teachers yes. and are going back. We know we do have some professors amongst the bunch. In fact, I know our guest tonight is now teaching yeah. uh, locally there. And, and even those that are going back to school, because we do know we have listeners that uh, have pursued higher yeah. education or certifications. Good luck, whatever you're doing. Uh, Wendy and I aren't doing it. So no, you, we you are do not. it and have fun. But share your first day of school photos. <laughs> yes, like my friend who is in his, I don't know what year, and it said my 41st day of school. <laughs> <laughs> Teaches down in Florida. I got a kick out of that. That's awesome. I love it. Love it. Mentioned tonight's guest. Really excited to have her back with us. I believe, Wendy, that Christy is the number one co-host when it comes to Twitter chats. If she's not, she and our number two fan, Steve Brown, are right there together. She has been a presence in our world since she was last on the show. Let's make the introduction and get started. Yeah, super, super excited to welcome Christy back to the show. She is an HR practitioner with over 15 years of experience in the field. Christy has worked with hundreds of small and mid-sized businesses, primarily in the outsourcing space. She is the graduate of The Ohio State University and the Keller Graduate School of Management at DeVry University. She has earned the SPHR and the SHRM CP certifications, and she is a member of SHRM. Christy lives in Columbus, Ohio with her wonderful husband, James, their two daughters, Avery and Emily, and she spends a lot of time at Orange Theory Fitness and is a fanatic of the The Ohio State football team. Christy, super, super excited to welcome you back to the show. First question, what's in your glass? Thanks, friends. I'm so excited to be back and just a part of, of this awesome community that you guys have built is just tremendous. So thanks so much for having me back. I appreciate it. In the glass is always Cabernet. There's always <laughs> Cabernet in the glass. And if there's not, there's water. Two excellent choices. <laughs> Christy, it's hard to believe you were last on episode 57. Woo. March of 2019. So what have you been up to since then? Well, that seems like a lifetime ago. Wow. Navigated the pandemic. Never thought I'd have that challenge in my HR career. I've been speaking at various events, including uh, Sherm 21 in Vegas, which was super cool. And I've now started a new role as the Director of People Operations and Culture at Willery. Well, that has definitely kept you busy over the past few years, for sure. So let's dive into uh, Willery. It took you a little time to get there, and you uh, were vocal about your frustrations with your work situation prior to that. What advice would you give someone that's struggling with their work situation when it doesn't seem like there's a light at the end of the tunnel? The main things I would say are pray, keep your <laughs> network close. I had a number of my HR 3AM friends, two of you, the two of you being two of those individuals who you just need people to lean on when things are really tough and that that's really, really important. And then also taking care of yourself, making sure that you're working out, eating well, sleeping as well as you can, you know, doing things that make you happy when you're not in a great situation. And just really keeping the faith that there's something out there. It's it's coming. It's being prepared. It just sometimes is not on your timeline. Christy, you mentioned, like all of us, getting through the pandemic as best we could. How did that experience change your perspective when it came to work? Did it? How, how did that play into what was a difficult situation? And you, again, were very open about the fact you were frustrated and, and had challenges. How did that play into 
into the bigger picture. You know, a lot of people have shared how the pandemic really changed their perspective and changed a lot of things, I think, for a lot of people. And for me, it just brought a few things to light, mainly the, the number one being I want to be part of something that's bigger than myself, something that, that means something, an organization that is really doing good things in the industry, but also out in the, in the greater community. And, you know, just how important that was to me to not just have company values that you throw up on a wall or on a website, but that you actually live. That became very, very important to me um, during that time. And that's really what I, I sought to find. Well, let's talk about this new company in Willery and what you're doing there. What are you seeing as the biggest HR issue that your client base is dealing with? And how is Willery and how are you working to address those issues? In keeping with what most people are going to say at this time, it's really, you know, trying to find great people to fill those roles and to get the right support for HRAS implementation. Those are the two main <laughs> business lines that Willery supports. So that that's really what we're what we're trying to do. What's cool now, well, what I get to do is I get to support our people as they try to help clients do those things and really trying to make Willery an employer of choice and just an amazing place to be and work. And that that is my ultimate goal. That's my charge. That's what I've told everybody. And I've got the leadership team behind me saying, we're going to do whatever it takes to make this place awesome and that people want to bang down the door to get in here. That's a nice situation to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To be able to say that. Because I get the impression that a year ago, that was not necessarily the case for you. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a polite way of putting it? That, that, that's a great way of putting Very it. Very polite. Very polite way of putting that, John. <laughs> right. You know, when, when, you're, when your values just don't line up with, with the organization that you're in, that's really challenging. And when you're trying yeah. to, you know, I, I really enjoy doing other things like, participating in the HR social hour community to help progress the industry. It's not a huge thing that takes up a lot of time, but it's, you know, it's certainly a commitment and something that's very important to me. And to have a situation now where I'm just fully supported and they're excited about it. And, you know, to kind of have that enthusiasm behind you is, is, is a deal is just a, a game changer. That's awesome. Christy, since the last time you appeared on the show, you have been very active as a speaker. And you brought that up earlier, too, that you've been um, talking a lot. What have you learned that you didn't expect to learn about speaking or being in front of an audience? And uh, any place that folks can sign up to see you speak coming up? Absolutely. I always thought that I wanted to do it. And John was actually a big supporter of, hey, get out there. Here's how you should do it. Don't go broke trying to be a speaker, right? <laughs> John had some awesome Absolutely. advice for me that that is in my head still to, you know, to this day and I'll, I'll keep. What I've really learned about it is that I love it and I love it a lot more than I even thought I would. The initial engagements that I did were primarily all virtual, which was fantastic and a great exposure. But once you get a taste of being in front with people it's just amazing. The energy in the room, the, you know, feeding off of, wow. of other folks, sharing stories. And that for me is, is a huge piece of it. Uh, most of my sessions focus on departments of one and those of us in small business. 
and we don't have a lot of the resources that bigger companies have. We don't oftentimes people feel like they're alone and they're on an island. And the biggest thing I want to bring to my sessions is support. You know, hey, you're mm-hmm. not alone. You're, you know, let's let's get together. Let's talk. Let me introduce you to other people who, you know, are maybe in your same industry or your same situation. And just just making sure that everybody feels supported and connected is is huge for me. And so I like to take a lot of time during my sessions to just share stories and. You know, I talk about some of the the crazy that I've experienced, and then uh, you know, other people will volunteer, and it, it's just tremendous. So, really enjoy doing these speaking engagements. It's it's really been a wonderful experience. So, what I have coming up, well, since you guys were talking about September, we'll already be there. <laughs> the thirty first of August, I'm at Kentucky Sherm. I'm at Nerma on the fourth and fifth of October, and then Wisconsin Sherm on October thirteenth. Very cool. And what's Nerma? Sorry, it's, um, what does it stand for? It's up in Washington. Come on, you got to know. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> How do you market this if you don't know? Nerma. It's Washington State's um, HR Management Association, the, the Northwestern HR Management Association. Nice. So you can now say that you are a national speaker as well. Yes. And that's awesome. Congratulations right? on that. Thanks. Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Along with speaking, you've stayed active as a blogger with Living in the Gray. And I think when we first spoke back in 2019, you'd been doing it for a little while then. Been at this for about four years, I guess now. Any specific blog or topic that's gotten a lot of feedback, maybe more feedback than you would have expected? And as a non-writer, talking to a writer, to two writers, how do you stay motivated as a writer? It was pretty cool. I think it was 2021. I had one of my submissions picked up for HR Carnival, actually by Lori Rudiman. That was, that was pretty cool. You know, I, I talk a lot about gratitude because I just am a naturally just very grateful person and I'm very grounded in, in my faith. And I, I don't want to put a lot of content out there that's negative, that's ranting, that's, you know, I, I just don't think that that helps anybody or that that's very positive. And so the pieces that I've done that really are focused more on gratitude and, just being kind and, and some of those other um, aspects within the HR industry have gotten a lot of, a lot of feedback, uh, probably more than I would have thought. You know, I would have thought that the more technical pieces on, you know, on specific things would have, would have picked up more, but I'm glad that the, I think the industry is looking for kindness and gratefulness. And, you know, I know from experience within the, social hour community and the HR community at large that we're a, we're a great group of really good people. So that it does, it's not really that surprising for writing. It is a little hard to stay motivated and it's been really challenging. I'd say in the last six to 12 months with just the different happenings of, of the world. So it is difficult to, you know, kind of, kind of separate those things. When Roe versus Wade decision came out, I, really took a pause and I, I didn't write for several weeks because I, I just needed to process, you know, what was happening. And, and it was, it was really, really difficult. I do also have a, a piece of advice that Steve Brown gave me, which was don't write if you're not inspired, don't write just for the sake of writing. So I do have a schedule that I try to keep to, but if I am just not feeling it and the words aren't there, then honestly, I just move on and I, and I skip that week. So that's kind of how I, how I approach it. 
Well, one of the things that we've done, as I'm sure you're aware, um, to kind of help our workload um, and keep us inspired uh, is we have outsourced some of our question um, duties. Jessica Miller-Merrill asks, what's something on your regular grocery list that may surprise some people? So first of all, I will say I will throw it up to my amazing husband, James, who actually handles all of the grocery shopping and the <laughs> cooking nice. and everything in my home. And he does all of these things tremendously nice. better than I ever could. And if I ever invite you over for dinner, make sure that I didn't cook it <laughs> because you won't be happy. <laughs> okay. So I would not do that to you ever, either one of you. Um, so he's, he's, the, he's the keeper. But something that we do have on our grocery list pretty regularly is distilled water. Mm-hmm. Because um, I use it for a nasal flushing thing to deal ah. with my allergies and whatnot. So distilled water is probably something that's not a, a regular on a lot of people's lists. Probably not. I would venture to say, Christy, that you are the first person that ever gave their spouse all the credit for the cooking in the house. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or, or running the grocery so. list. Kudos to you mm-hmm. for doing that. I don't think we've ever had that. I don't think, well, the question's never come up like the way, the way right. it's framed, but I don't think right, anybody's right. ever said, hey, co- if you come to my house, make sure I'm not the one cooking. Yeah. So right. <laughs> thank you for that fair warning. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Namely. We all do our best to keep ahead of business trends, but keeping ahead can be its own full-time job. With everyone wearing multiple hats, it's easy to fall behind. That's why you need to make the switch to Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that adapts with your business. Namely helps you and your team with all aspects of HR, from onboarding and performance management to payroll and intuitive benefits enrollment, whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, all in one connected and modern platform. Plus, Namely is customizable for your company, culture, and goals, so they can match where you are now and adapt as you grow. Grow with Namely. Learn more about making the switch today by going to namely.com slash HR Social Hour. For a limited time, get one month free when you make the switch to Namely. To learn more, visit namely.com slash HR Social Hour. Thanks again, Namely, for sponsoring the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Now, back to the show. And we are back. Christy, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. Yay. So... What career did you dream of having when you were a child? So I told everybody about from about the time I was three that I was going to be the president of the United States. That was <laughs> the thing. I told everybody. My grandma was all like, oh, great. Have a room at the White House for me. Like she was all ready. So that was the thing that I told everybody when I was little. That's awesome. Christy, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Mandy Johnson from Australia. I adore her perspective. I love that she's always on our Twitter chats and it's the next morning for her and she's starting her work day. But her perspective is similar to mine. I feel like we're we're reasonable, rational people who just want employees to be treated well and for HR to, you know, to to shine and and do its job. And so she's somebody I think is really, really cool. And I, I think more people should get connected to. Our friend in the future. Yes. We are big fans of Mandy as well. She's awesome. Christy, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? I think the biggest thing I've learned after 42 years on the planet is the purpose and passion really do matter. And you have to give yourself grace. At the end of the day, life is just too short to be miserable at work. So if you don't love it, Mm -hmm. don't do it. And if you do love it, 
do it with all your might. <laughs> Love it. Christy, what's your favorite or the most memorable live performance you've ever attended? Okay, so this was a big one for me because I love concerts and I have gone to a lot of them. My first concert was Madonna. I was eight years old in 1987 in Detroit, Michigan, the Who's That Girl tour. I have been an avid fan of hers my entire life, and that was a heck of an experience to have as your very first concert. It's funny because my mom and dad talk about now, you know, they, looking back, (laughs) there, there, there were some things probably going on there that, I probably shouldn't have been around at eight years old, but they didn't think about it at the time. They just wanted me to get there, you know, and I tell them, I, I didn't notice any of that. I was focused on, on the show. <laughs> you know? right. so don't worry about that. I was focused on the show. Um, <laughs> uh. Other notables for me though. Um, I took Avery to see Taylor Swift here at Ohio stadium a couple of years ago. That was amazing. Um, my first Fleetwood Mac show in concert was, was amazing. And many years ago, Hootie and the Blowfish, when they were, Kind of in their Uh, peak, they did a small venue, outdoor venue here in Columbus. And it was just really cool because it was very intimate. And everybody was just kind of rocking out with them and getting into it. It was really cool. And then every year, uh, my daughter and my mom and I go to see the Nutcracker Ballet around Christmas time. And so Mm. that's a memorable performance every year that that we do together. I want to dig on this Madonna show a little bit. (laughs) How much do you actually remember of that show? You know, I mean, not a whole, whole lot. I remember I got the T-shirt, which was, you know, came down to my my ankles, right? (laughs) So I remember the T-shirt very specifically. And just the the songs of, you know, particularly of that album and, you know, the the album or two before. So I I remember a a lot of that, you know, the music specifically. But Mm -hmm. other than that, I don't remember a whole lot about the actual experience. Was she doing a lot of costume changes and things at that time? Like, was she doing the Like a Virgin dressing up like that? Or I've never seen her perform. Yeah. Obviously, I've seen the videos over the years. I think so. Yeah, because I think I think Like a Virgin was was before was just the, was the album before Who's That Girl? Okay. So yeah. Wow. Did she have an opening act? Do you remember? I do not remember. Okay. The second time I saw her in Cleveland, just a handful of years ago, she had a DJ open for her. And it was oh. actually really cool because the whole crowd was just pumped up because the he, he, the DJ was really, really good. And so that was different. That was a neat way to, to kick off the evening. That would be. Yeah. Because you could just keep the DJ going until she's ready to come out. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. you don't have to change out the exactly. whole stage. Interesting. Which they pretty much Crystal. did. He was on for like an hour and a half. Wow. So yeah. Wow. That, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a <laughs> lot. That's yeah. a whole lot. Yeah. Wow. It was was a great night. Christy, if you could be on any TV show, either as yourself or a character, what would it be? I I think I've mentioned this a few times throughout our Twitter chats and whatnot, but I am a Bravo reality show fan. It is a (laughs) release for me. I like to jump into the lives of some of these other people and just think about how ridiculous they are and how I have no problems compared to what some of these people, but I do think it would be super fun if I was on a real housewives show because I'm still (laughs) not a typical housewife in any way, shape or form. So I do think it would be kind of funny. Real housewives of HR. Yeah. Is there a real housewives of Columbus that you have everywhere else, right? Yeah. There there has (laughs) not been, but there should be. It's a major metropolitan area. Right. I, I don't think that I would be in their demographic that they'd be looking for, John. 
I don't know because your husband does all the cooking, so you could that could be some storyline, right? There could be some storyline there. I think uh, you know. I think we're, we get we can get ready for a pitch here. Okay. You have your wine and you have <laughs> yeah. your husband cooking and you're playing Madonna and Taylor Swift playing, albums. Exactly. All the you got your orange therapy. You got to go. Right. You know. Yeah. I have a real I, I think we got a story here. Wine tumbler. So <laughs> we have those here. <laughs> I think we've got a storyline for them. I would say it writes itself. Yeah. I, I think you're underestimating yourself, Christy. <laughs> you're totally underestimating yourself. Oh, goodness. Recently, it was announced that it's going to be Christy Engler Day all around the world. Woot, woot. What are we doing to celebrate? I like how you said we, because it would definitely be the three of us and then a lot of yeah. a lot of other people. But first, we're going to Orange Theory, and we're working out. Then we're going to church and get, getting our praise on. Then we're doing a tailgate to watch college football with amazing food and drink. And then we're doing some kind of bingo charity event whilst at the tailgate because I absolutely love bingo. Oh goodness. That sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. I think it'd be a great day. Yeah. Do you run like multiple boards at the same or oh, uh, yeah. sheets at the same time? Okay. Yeah. This past weekend I was just at a um, designer purse bingo event for Habitat for Humanity. I've recently joined their board here and it was a first event um, for them to, to raise money for the organization. It was really fun. Christy, the big question is, as a bingo player, have you ever played cow chip bingo? No. Then you haven't lived, my friend. Okay. You haven't lived. (laughs) All right. There's a to-do item for us, Uh, Julie. There you go. Are there even cow chip bingo opportunities? There got to be in Ohio. There's cattle there. I would think so. I would think. I would think so. Yeah. There are a few things in life as entertaining as cow chip bingo. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right, John. We'll make a date. All right. (laughs) finally because we're not going to end on that note as you know christy we are outsourcing so if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question what would it be you know of all the questions this is the one that i pondered the longest because i (laughs) wanted it to be really really good and you know the thing that's plaguing me a little bit right now because i i do continue to hear people talk about how they're they're leaving the industry and they've had enough, and they're giving up, and they're they're going to do something else. How do we get people excited about HR again? That's something that I think we, you know, those of us that are that have been in it for a while that are still interested in hardcore. I think we got to talk about that. So I would ask the next podcast guest so we can start a brainstorm of how do we get people back? How do we get excited about this and get the passion reinfused into the industry? And when we say people, just so I'm clear, because I want to make sure I ask, ask the question as accurately as I right. can, we are talking about fellow HR practitioners, not necessarily our end users or right. client base, as it were, but actual practitioners. How do we get our HR community excited about being HR professionals and practicing HR again? Right. It is now in the book because I yep. clarified it. It will be asked very, very soon. <laughs> Christy, to no surprise, this was a tremendous conversation. Yes. I never thought we would talk Madonna and Couch at Bingo right? at, at, at all, much less in the same conversation. Right, right. I do appreciate so much how you've been engaged with the community long yes. since the podcast last time, b- doing chats and being so engaged there and putting yourself out there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, we, Wendy and I, appreciate others yes. that practice and speak and and it is a testament to what you're doing that you've you've really blossomed in that and it's awesome to see 
Now, I know most of our listeners are connected with you already, but for those that are not, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? Biggest thing for me is Twitter. So I'm at Christy underscore Angler. Hit me up on LinkedIn, and my blog is Living in the Gray. We'll have all that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to reach you out there? Uh, Best way, as always, on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And, of course, second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Once again, welcome back, and thanks to Namely for sponsoring Mm -hmm. this episode and the entire month of September. Make sure to check out Namely.com to learn more about them and their offerings. As for me, JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, HRSocialHourPodcast.Podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, and follow or subscribe. They're all using different terms these days. But (laughs) if you go find on the platform you're listening, if you are not following or subscribing us to us, you will not get those new episodes as they come out. So do that. And then that helps us and it helps you. International listeners, we would love to talk to you about a lot of things, particularly how are you staying excited <laughs> about HR? Because yes, be curious to see what those conversations may bring. It is easier for you to get in touch with us, though, than for us to get in touch with you. So reach out and we'll start those conversations. Christy, again, appreciate being with us. And yes. so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 